So I'm going to jump right in here with this statement. All difficult political and societal problems involve our struggle with the meaning and limits of freedom. Consider abortion, affirmative action, taxation, gun control, deregulation, environmental and climate concerns, the rights of LGBTQIA persons. In all these public issues, we grapple with the bounds of freedom within our democracy. In Western culture, the Judeo-Christian traditions have greatly informed the philosophical underpinnings of political freedom. Our religious heritage affirms the innate dignity of every individual. As you hear repeatedly within these walls, every person is a child of the Creator, graced with uniqueness worthy of encouragement, even worthy of love. In their innate givenness, no one is less worthy than someone else. We can pretend or behave otherwise, but send your saliva to be examined for the source of your spiritual DNA, and you'll discover you are related to the people sitting around you in any worship service. Consider the words Thomas Jefferson penned in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Of course, we know that in Jefferson's day, all men pertained only to white male property owners, which was a distinct minority population. Jefferson himself, a slave owner. Still, the political intent was planted there nevertheless, spilling forward in a cascade of awakening insight about the breathtaking scope of such an audacious claim. Our Constitution and resulting body of law were meant to mediate the conflicts that arise as citizens attempt to exercise their prerogatives of freedom. The evolving understanding of all men are created equal and downed by their creator with unalienable rights eventually led to the abolition of slavery, women's suffrage and the right to vote, holding equal standing in the eyes of government and employers and today, the rights and inherent dignity of LGBTQIA persons. Christ's Church affirms that differences of gender or sexual identity do not mitigate our fundamental identity as children of God, worthy of full political and social standing. But, you know, political freedom is only one of the many sorts of freedoms we value. For instance, as popular culture has it, Freedom can also be described as the ability to act without restraint. In this sense, we are free from things and exist within a world without many rules in which we are accountable to only ourselves. And as many commentators point out, this sounds a whole lot like the period we call adolescence. Adolescence is a borderline time between carefree childhood and responsible adulthood often an experimental time, a breakout time, a time for doing what we please when we please, a time for challenging rules and prescriptions. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is the popular cliche. The idea is you're free to do pretty much whatever you want there. Of course, the truth is you're pretty free to do 
much, pretty much whatever you want to do here or nearly anywhere in this land. But as you well know from experience, once it sinks in that we really are free from most every restraint, we have the problem of choosing what we'll do. And every time we exercise a choice, for the time being, we eliminate all other possibilities. So the question really becomes less about what we are free from and more about what we are free for. Consider the talented young person choosing a life path who, regardless of initial circumstance, has arrived at a point where life appears to be a smorgasbord of options, lawyer, singer, doctor, banker, actor, teacher, farmer, and then a choice is made. In choosing to become a teacher, say, is she suddenly less free? If she's alert, she'll realize that freedom, freedom, freedom has led her to a place of choice. Without the choosing, freedom would have little meaning. And if she's psychologically alert, she'll know that no choice is ever the last. In fact, if she remains a teacher and wishes to achieve a level of excellence at her craft, she will need to re-choose teaching continually. The choosing is never finished. Or consider committed relationship. When we reach the so-called age of consent, we are free from legal restraints concerning when, where, and with whom we'll have sex. If we choose a permanent partner then, do we become less free? popular culture suggests that's so, part of the backdrop to that Vegas slogan. And there is a sense in which that's true. But the fully alert adult understands that only by freely choosing the path of fidelity and integrity in all manner of relationships, think marriage, parenting, citizenship, employee, employer, neighbor, etc., can mature human capacities evolve and blossom much the way a tree can only grow by putting down roots somewhere. This means the tree is going to be in this place and not that place, and to that extent is no longer free. Were the tree to wander forever looking for some mystically perfect location or revel in never landing anywhere, it would never grow into its true nature. And the deeper it sinks an anchoring root system, the stronger, more vital tree it becomes. The only way to become good at anything is to choose something which releases, we could say frees up, our innate potential, and every single day provides a refreshed opportunity to choose well. Now Paul wrote to his friends in Galatia, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. The context for this proclamation concerned the blending of Gentiles and Jews together into a single family and deciding which rules and laws would guide their lives together. But this led Paul to point to the overarching principle guiding the church community and state the ultimate point of human freedom, namely, did you catch it earlier when it was read? to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's what he wrote. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. 
For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's what the Christian church at its best claims as the true focus of a faithful life. We are made free in Christ to love. Again, we are made free in Christ to love. That's Christian ethical teaching stripped right down to the nubs. That's the point of freedom. We are made free to love. If in our freedom we choose to love, we will grow into what God intended in the first place, much like that healthy tree with its roots planted deeply in rich soil. You know, friends, from one vantage point, this Christian thing is remarkably simple. We make it really complicated, and I don't deny there are a lot of confusing matters that we have to contend with. But, but if we wanted a very short, easy-to-remember summary of an organizing principle for the living of our days, for focusing our lives, for directing our energies, for employing our human freedom, Paul states it clearly right here. Christ sets us free that we might love our neighbors as ourselves. If someone were to ask you why you were a Christian or what, has, what is the point of all of that religious mumbo-jumbo or why you wasted a great Sunday morning going to church, here's part of the answer. Christ sets me free to love. That's what I celebrate. That's what I'm learning and practicing. In my freedom, that's what I've chosen as my principal focus. Everything else, in some way or another, serves that end. Now, I'll grant you that not every Christian church embodies this. Some churches would even seem to turn freedom's gift into its opposite. Yet one more way of condemning our neighbor, excluding our neighbor, or as Paul said it, biting, devouring, and consuming our neighbor. But then if we're confident in our freedom, we're free to admit that the church, though the bearer of this remarkable message, is nevertheless a fragile human thing, just like you and me, that exhibits much of the weaknesses that are otherwise everywhere within our culture. In fact, in confessing this to one another, we help each other sink our roots ever deeper into freedom soil.